This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Yeah, morning, Jürgen. Um, frustrating night last night. Obviously, it was, it was only the second time you've failed to score in a game this season. But uh, do you have any concerns over your creativity without the likes of Mo Salah and Sadio Mane in the team? You knew that was coming, didn't you? The question was coming, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's clear. So the only way you can um, avoid these kind of questions, scoring. <laughs> Look, it's... Uh, it's that the situation is clear. They are not here and they are world-class players. So that's how it is. Do we miss them? Yes. Um, but I liked, especially the start yesterday in the game, and we had with Sadio and Mo before some struggles, which is not uh, something I like, but some struggles against 10 men. Um, when they were both on the pitch, and we still didn't, couldn't create enough and these kind of things. So it's not about who is not in. It's about uh, how can we do better. Uh, with the team who played last night, which played last night, for example. And um, so, uh, again, the start was really good. We, we, we had really exactly the... Because I was in a lot of problems. We, we pressed the right spaces. We, 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 we created enough for a starting period. And then the, um, the, the red card happened. And then you have to play with a team, which obviously didn't play now five times together um, in this setup. Um, you have to break down a really low block, and that's in football the most difficult thing. With always, it's always was always like this, and um, that's why we um, and we, we couldn't do that last night. That's true. Uh, we were not good enough in in, in in moments, but that's the situation. Nothing else. Nothing to do with who is not here. It's all about uh, how can we do better, and we can do better, and that's what we will do. Just moving on to Sunday, I don't know whether you're aware, but it's your 350th game as, as manager of the club and you have the highest win percentage of any Liverpool manager in history. How, how proud does that make you feel? And would you like another 350? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so it doesn't feel in the moment, so you can imagine we, are, we, we had last night, we drew. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy and really proud of the... Um, yeah, of the things we, we have achieved here so far, but it's it's not that I think a second about it, to be honest. Um, it's just um, the, the next game is really in, in decisive. And uh, when you are a manager here at the club, um, in all competitions, everybody, ourselves involved, expects to win the next game. Um, and that's, that's a task, um, but it's fine. Because we have a great squad, we have great players. Uh, it's a fantastic club. I'm really happy about the time we had here so far, and um, hope to enjoy the next few years as well. So um, it's all good. But no, these numbers are not important to me. Uh, but 350 is a nice one, better than 15 and out. So how do you go about winning uh, against Brentford on Sunday? It was quite a game, wasn't it, earlier in the season at their place? So what are you expecting from them at Anfield? A fight. Um, Brentford is um, is a team or is a specific way to play, especially of, against us. They they were pretty direct. Um, since then, I think the goalkeeper that day was a was a playmaker. It was many long balls, um, and we struggled to defend this in the first place. Um, uh, too many second balls for Brentford. Um, but anyway, the goals they scored were absolutely avoidable. Um, if I remember it right, because analyze didn't happen yet. Obviously, we start to do that in an hour or so. So the proper analyze um, is 
set piece were a bit sleepy and um, in the end they could um, bring the ball somehow uh, in the back of the net. And um, so that's a, a way how it, it should not go. So we have to be absolutely alert. We have to be absolutely ready to have special set pieces. They will be probably direct. Um, they, 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 they play a brilliant first season in the Premier League after a long period. Was the first time in the Premier League? Yeah, okay. Exactly. Really a, a brilliant first um, season in the Premier League, and that's um, absolutely impressive. Thomas Frank is doing a brilliant job there. The, the, the squad is, um, is well, well, too well set up. Uh, interesting players there, the way they want to play, the way they, how I said, so many things really work together there um, that we have to be really aware of. And um, But I hope we can play much better than we did in the first game and um, can use Anfield. That would be helpful. Thank you, Alan. We'll go to Jake Robson from Premier League Productions. Jake. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jürgen. Uh, and good morning. Um, do you mind just actually just going through the team news or any injuries for us? So as far as I know, no real injuries. We have got knocks last night. Robert got a knock. Furch got a knock. Millie got a knock. But last night, directly after the game, medical department told me all will be fine. But yeah, there's an item between then and now. So um, we will see that. But no injuries so far. So means same squad available like for the game last night. You said that you need to do better than than last night. Obviously, you had a lot of possession, as you'd expect, as you said, against um, a low block against 10 men. Do you perhaps maybe it, it just write off the game as, as one of those games? Do you, I mean, do you feel like there was a lot more that you could have done? No, we don't write it off. It's uh, look. It's uh, it's always all the things you do in life are important experiences. So you do it again, or you don't do it never, or you will never do it again. All these kind of things. And um, this is the last game we played it on Thursday, and the next one is on Sunday, and we play maybe against a similar setup, <laughs> eleven men, but maybe five in the back. All these kind of things. Um, and so very important information from last night. But again, we cannot. I know, and after a game, and it's absolutely I accept that one hundred percent. It's not interesting. It was not the most exciting game. It's not a game we will talk in five hundred years about uh, these kind of things. But um, the start was anyway good. Against eleven Arsenal players, uh, strong lineup from Arsenal. Um, yes, they had some problems, but the first eleven uh, was a really strong lineup, and uh, we were we were really good in the game. And that's what we have to take as well. And um, so, no, we will not write it off. We will, we will work with it and use it. Thank you, Jake. We go to Carl Woodward from the BBC. Then we go to Carl Mark from the Press Association. Uh, we've got currently one person in from the dailies. I can take two more, but two more only. But we'll go to Carl from the BBC. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hi, Jürgen. Hi. Um, on Brentford, they've come into the Premier League and they're playing the same football they did in the Championship and look good. Um, how important is it to keep your course a lot of core philosophy, even though you know you might not be getting results? Can you doubt yourself as a manager at times as well? You know, you, you sticking with your core philosophy if results aren't going well. First of all, as Brentford might play football against us, it was uh, I'm not sure exactly how they played in a, in a, in a Championship, but um, against us it was very direct, very direct. So um, I think they adapt in, in moments. Um, um, to the opponent, to what they expect, what we do, and stuff like this. But yes, your core philosophy is really important to keep it. 
um, that's how it is. You need identity. If you if you don't have an identity, you 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 switch uh, every three days uh, from I don't know high press, low block, all these kind of things. So you can that's difficult because you don't have enough time to train. You have to and the, and the players need to know um, what they have to do, and that's why it makes absolutely sense. How is that? Impressive. Brentford, the whole story is impressive. Nearly getting promoted, then not, then, but not, and then getting promoted, and now playing the role to play in the moment is in, in, in an extremely strong Premier League is really impressive. And you spoke about the players maybe trying too hard last night. How important is it to start well on Sunday in an attacking sense? So, you know, the players are more relaxed and the frustration doesn't want to linger, does it? It was, it was a situation trying too hard, yes, but it was a situation in 11-11 would have never happened. Definitely not, because it's Arsenal and we are not, we are not silly and we don't think um, we have to score against them after 20, after 30 and after 40 minutes. Um, so, but with, uh, with the change, uh, with the playing against 10 men, all of a sudden you could see we felt in kind of a rush, uh, which makes no sense. Um, but um, hopefully <laughs> the next game will be 11 versus 11. If it's 11 versus 10, whatever, then you have to deal with it as well. It's just you do something and then you realize what's not right, but you cannot change it in the game anymore. I think we changed it in the game a little bit. I liked, I liked the last 10, 20 minutes. Um, we were much more, we had much clearer situations. Curtis um, was really um, helpful when he came on. Nico, um, then high, having him high up the pitch um, and, and these kind of things, having him one one seater and bringing the ball in the box. It was a mix of, sometimes we, we, we felt we tried it too hard. In other moments, we didn't give the opponent a chance to make a mistake. So, like, if the box is full, you still have to shoot because the goalie cannot see. If the box is full, you still have to cross in these situations because, uh, especially when you are on a um, very much on a touch line, there's a good opportunity that uh, um, deflected ball goes in these kind of things. So, it's not about you cannot outplay that constantly. You have to force it in moments, but with a calm. Um, yeah, like hard that we you just try and you know okay didn't work work where can we improve and these kind of things but it's not so easy when you're in the game it's much easier to talk about after the game and then readjust and that's what we will do thank you Carl and then to finish Carl Mark Press Association then we go to the first breakout Carl hi Jürgen it's, a, it's another Sadio and Mo related question I'm afraid um, aside from their, their goals um, the, the amount of pace they bring to the side obviously is, is a bigger attacking threat for you. I'm just wondering, without that pace available, how much does it affect how you have to play? And is it easy to change that with players who are maybe, let's be kind, as not as, as pacey as those two? Look, there's absolutely nothing bad to say about Sadio Mo. Absolutely nothing. Outstanding player, snubby on its day. Phew, one of the best midfielders I ever saw. So um, that's all positive about them. But they are not here. And last night, we didn't miss speed. That was not our problem. So yes, or, or pace, whatever we want. Because it was so deep where we want to run over the touchline in the stands. So that was, there was no space to, to, to use that. Nonetheless, how I said, it's, um, I really, we have to build on how we started because that was good. And then you don't think about it. There are so many things we can do. We can, we can, um, a lot of top counter pressing moments, winning the ball back, going from there. That's not about this final pace. What they usually bring involved in our game. This is needed in different situations. We have to be. We have to play in in in, in against deep formations in between the lines. All these kind of things. There's quick thinking, much more important than quick running. Um, and yes, Mo and Sadio and Navi they can think quick as well. But they are not here, so the rest can do that as well. It's really I understand what happened. It was clear, crystal clear. 
that you will that we will sit here today and we draw nil nil against ten men of Arsenal. The only thing you you have in your mind, all of you, is yeah, Radio more. And we are not here. So, but that's of course not. That's not a solution. That's not only part of a problem. So, um, we are here to 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 find solutions. And I'm completely that, um, in the game to to find these solutions. And last night, um, we were not perfect. That's true. But maybe we are more closer to 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 our usual standard in the next game. And then we we can win the game. And then you have to to get through different periods in a season. Um, always, we always had to. And so this is our period now. Let's get through this. Together, by the way. Can I just quickly clarify what the extent of, of Divock's problem is? Is is a knee, and, and how likely is it we're going to see him back soon? Likely, less likely. there. So I'm outside running, um, and that looked really good. So I think will not be too far away. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.